0: But Bushi Matsumura wasn't concerned with self-defense.
1: Mm.
0: Nobody's going to attack him. They're going to attack the guy standing behind him, the king. Bushi Matsumura's job is to, just like any modern bodyguard, keep his eyes on the horizon for any suspicious activity and stop it before it starts. Mm. Which is where I think his jigenryu, uh instincts kicked in how he interpreted karate. Yep. I would, I'm, we know that Jigendu has been in Okinawa longer than Bushi Matsumura. Yep. Uh, we have physical documentation of this. Uh, but uh, I think that he was late enough into the game, yet early enough into the game, that his generation was probably the one that, I don't want to say perfected, but perfected Okinawa-te by melding the concepts of Japanese battlefield martial arts and the Chinese Kung Fu forms. Mm. So that it's not either, it's something new, and it's something that could probably have only been created in Okinawa due to the historical circumstances of needing a response that has the speed and brutality and the ability to work at long and close distances as swordsmanship, but without a sword. Now I'm gonna go off onto a little bit of a a tangent here with the Chinese side. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
0: We know from Funakoshi's writings and uh, the oral traditions and and everything. Well, we know what, what they told us anyway, that the majority, if not all, of the Chinese Kung Fu influence was through military attaches that came to Okinawa with the Chinese envoys mm. or the military attaches that were guarding the Okinawa compound in Fujian, China. Now, uh, Krav Maga being the exception that proves the rule, uh civilian self defense and military empty hand fighting are not the same.
2: Mm. Yep.
0: Uh, if you're a military man and you're doing empty hand forms it means that you've dropped your weapon or it was broken and you need that last resort uh, uh, weapon in your toolbox to take down the guy in front of you and pick up a new weapon now imagine feudal era Chinese and Japanese armor Mm. you don't want to punch and kick somebody wearing that stuff yep so I would imagine that the Chinese, seminal Chinese arts, I'm talking pre Meiji, okay, pre higam no and all that, uh, arts of China would have probably have been basic training forms for what I'll term uh, battlefield sumo. Yep. So you need to root and tense up for that in, that instant so that you don't get knocked down because you're wearing heavy armor, right, and knock the guy down you mm. know by grabbing his helmet and, and turning him over right uh then you pick up his weapon and stab him and join the fray again yep uh if you're a bodyguard who needs to stop uh a marauder on an, an assassin before he actually even gets his initial attack off you don't need uh you don't want to wait until the guy moves and grabs you
2: yep right yeah and so
0: if if the Chi- if 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 the chinese uh forms in the early eras area uh you know like like the Kushanku and all that from 1750s were uh military style training then i would imagine that they would have been mainly a grappling and wrestling style art and things that look like kicks are actually like you know throws over your leg or something like that
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh and things like that uh but that is for the battlefield when you're wearing armor and you dropped your weapon and the guy is either like coming at you with a sword like that, or he's dropped his weapon and you're in a bit of a clinch. Yep. Uh, That does not lead itself to the concept of being in time to, to cut off the attack before it starts uh, Mm -hmm. that you would need as a, a member of the King's secret service. Or the Okinawan version of the Kingsman. Ah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this is all a hypothesis, of course. There's, sure. there's the the only thing that we have to go on is the kata, and the new slash old evidence that we have in front of us that there was a stronger Japanese koryu martial arts influence than anyone had either admitted or known before.
1: Well, uh, one of one of the um, I, I keep hearing is the the makiwara is from uh, yep. the Jigunru style bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang
0: and just adapted it to, to striking. Yep, to, to the fist.
1: Yeah, I, but I haven't actually seen any proof or evidence.
0: No, that's the... one of those pesky oral traditions. Yep. But uh, you also don't see the makiwara as it is in kung fu. Mm. And if the kung fu that the military was learning was more for battlefield-style armored grappling, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't need to smack the fist against a piece of wood to strengthen it because, you know, they were trying to, you know, grab the guy's helmet and throw him on the ground so that he has a hard time standing back up. Then you pick up his spear and, you know, do him and move on. Uh, But the, the makiwara as formulated from the Jigendu, they call it the Right, It's a, a wooden pole that you just whack yep. with your wooden sword over and over again. And there's actually two forms of Jigendu, two major forms. Oh, sorry. Uh, the two major forms. Oh, okay. But there oh. but there are four schools that are called Jigendu. Ah, uh, okay, yep. And three of them, uh, two of them were an offshoot of the main one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But the the uh actual gigendu from the Togo family use the standing uh thing to whack. Yep. And the the one used by the uh we'll call them the uh the working poor samurai of rural satsuma. They they call Nodachi Jigendu. They use a really, really long sword and they run and they like cut down everything in, in their path they would train by taking a bunch of branches and putting them horizontally mm-hmm. and they would use that as their makiwara style training Okay. so if the makiwara came from Jigendu and it was uh, an invention of Bushi or somebody of his lineage uh, before him then that would indicate that uh, the version of Jigendu that uh, was being practiced amongst the Okinawan gentry was the the main line of Jigendo, hmm. because they're using the the vertical post.
2: Yeah. yeah. this
0: no, yeah speculation, but there's yeah there's no documentation that the Makiwara actually came from Jigendo, but we can make an educated guess that that is a possible source of it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, and the, the footwork as well in Jigendo. Yep.
0: Uh, the uh, footwork depends on the kata, of course, but uh, most Japanese sword that I've seen uh, uses very similar footwork in the fact that you don't set and then cut, mm. but you're 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 cutting as your foot is Seven. on the way down uh, in in many of the kata, and jigendu is uh, no exception uh, in my uh, viewing of the videos anyway. I've never actually trained Jigen do yet. Mm. Uh, that is a yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you got to man, come on. Uh, well, I have to anyway. Yeah, even even for a, like a weekend uh, crash course or something, I'll go down to Satsuma and take the blood oath that I won't use Jigenu to fight against another sword style, you know. Yeah, and you know, in a personal duel or anything like that. But
1: well, you never know. Yeah, Could never. Know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and with, with that, uh, the, the striking and the, and the, the stepping rather than the set, the setting and then the striking, yep. um, in modern karate, it's set and strike. Yeah.
0: Um, and that then- goes back to that thing we, we saw, right? The, the simplification of the movements through either design or necessity, like trying to uh, yeah. understand the body as a piston engine when the body is not a solid piston engine.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, probably started uh, not, as, I'm guessing here, not as a conscious choice, but that's just how people were moving now. mm. And they were learning through their Western sport that you put, you plant your foot on the ground before you hit the ball. Sure. Yeah. Right. And, and that just became part and parcel of the, the human movement you patterns in modern uh, Japanese and Okinawa society. Good, bad or indifferent. It doesn't matter unless you're trying to, to understand how the martial arts were practiced in the 1750s. Yep. Rather than everybody, what everybody calls the old school karate from the nineteen fifties.
1: Yeah. Well, that that uh, that's a good lead in for my next question. I mean, we, we I could talk. We could talk about the biomechanics in karate and for for a long time. Um, and actually, yep. that when uh, when I was coming to to see you, um, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. The biomechanics, or the different biomechanics from from what. Um, Kinjo-sensei teachers um, and other yep. sensei teachers compared to the modern yep. um, modern yep. style. Yeah. Um, but um, how do you differentiate between, I mean, everybody wants to classify everything as traditional karate or modern karate, sports karate, classical karate. How, how do you, yep. wh- where do you draw,
0: draw the line? I don't think that we can really draw the line in a historical timeline type of thing. Maybe you draw the line at the purpose that that karate is being trained for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Classical karate, I would imagine, is the Bushi Masumura line. The guys who actually needed it in their day-to-day jobs, not necessarily as a personal defense or restraining techniques, uh, like you would need in law enforcement, but uh, the guys who needed it to protect their king and their castle. Yep. Against Not that that ever actually really happened that I'm aware of, uh, but the training would have been geared towards that. Uh, then if we look at, uh, we can say that traditional karate is anything JKF and full contact karate is anything Kyokushin. That's what they do in Japan. Hmm. traditional karate dentoha is your your uh non-contact uh jkf style yep that's what they they call traditional karate uh but uh when we get a little bit later in the timeline and there are different needs for having a kind of martial skill i.e the warrior class is now the way of the dodo uh people from all walks of life are being conscripted in the army, not just a special class of people whose job it was to fight, but yep. everybody. Uh, and, you know, repeating guns and, you know, all of that uh, basically made the classical martial arts kind of obsolete mm. in terms of their original functionality, functions. Right? But you can still take those same movement ideas and principles and kind of rework them so that they can become a form of civilian self-defense. Yep. And that's where I see the Goju prototype that Higaon Kanryo was teaching coming in because he went to China in the 1870s. Which is, you know, with during this whole big upheaval, Mm. China's, you know, China's having its own problems. The Yu Khan in Fujian had basically ceased to function in its original, you know, government, local government office, uh, building slash warehouse for tributary, uh, you know, presence to the uh, Chinese emperor, uh, to a place where pro Chinese, anti Japanese Okinawans would gather and, you know, bad mouth, the Japanese, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, when he was there, I uh, need to rewind a little bit. In the 1700s and early to mid-1800s, uh, we know that the Khan was uh, guarded, for lack of a better word, by a Han Chinese military unit called the Green Standards Army. Mm-hmm. And uh, the offices were run by uh, scholars, you know, Chinese scholars. So, and China funded the whole thing. Uh, and I would imagine that if there was any Kung Fu exchange going on between the Okinawan guys who were sent to China on short trips to say in the UQCon or whatever, these were, for lack of a better word, military type guys. Right, paging class. So they, some of them did have the functionality of a paramilitary unit and they would have probably been stuck on campus, so to speak, all day working with a strict curfew of nightfall. Mm. Uh, and the UQCon was purposefully built outside of the walls of the main city to avoid your accidental spy, right? Yep. Uh, so if, if we look at it from that perspective, then the best bet for Kung Fu, uh, exchange from the Chinese would have been Bob, the security guard, yeah,
2: right. who is a
0: military, who is a military guy. And yeah, he taught yeah. you a few forms of a few rudimentary forms that he learned in part of his basic training. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, uh by the time Higao Nakanyo uh, was over there of course the green standard army is no longer, there, no longer to be seen but w- I do think that we had the, rudim- uh, the the remnants of the the martial arts school uh, founded by the Kojo family in the Ryukyu where mm-hmm. I actually think that they weren't the teachers but they hired the security guys to teach Kung Fu classes and they learned along and then when all of everything's in great upheaval in the Uh, later 1800s that the Kojo family was teaching a civilianized version of the old military forms i.e uh instead of having a metaphor like you spread your arms as if you're a crane taking off it's now imagine you're a crane taking off
2: Yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah uh and uh but of course that is uh still just a metaphorical thing because people aren't birds and we can't fight like birds yep. uh or tigers or snakes but uh the, the the image in your mind uh to use that imagery uh would have been uh probably a metaphor in the old pragmatic uh, military days now yep. takes on a whole new meaning if uh the to my Knowledge no military spends 10 years on hand to hand combat or 20 years or 30 years to master hand to hand combat, right? But if you're a deposed military guy or you learn some stuff from a military guy, but you're teaching guys who are not military anymore and you're because they want to learn kung fu to defend themselves,
2: Mm.
0: you're gonna and you teach them how you learned, they're gonna be gone in six months and you know. you don't have students left to pay the rent what do you do you drag it out yeah you add more forms you add qigong breathing exercises that were never there Uh, or if they were there then they weren't used on the battlefield of course uh and you say oh you must have been you must be with me for 10 years before i teach you the secret pressure point point movements and all that yeah Uh, so uh but, of course, uh, the guys going to learn Kung Fu in the 1870s to 1880s were doing it more of a personal protection type of ideal.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: because there's no more warrior class. They're not yeah. going to go back and fight for the king. right? Uh, but because things are in upheaval in China, in Okinawa, in Japan there's more instances of interpersonal violence Mm. that your average samurai or your average uh, Ching would not really have had to worry about too much because if you're going to attack a samurai, that's uh, inviting a sharp sword to the midsection. And I don't think anybody was dumb enough to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Unless it was another samurai who was there to kill him. Yeah, so, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, so, uh, got way off on a tangent, but uh, classical karate, uh, classical karate, uh, Jigendu influenced Kung Fu reinterpretation, otherwise known as Okinawa-te. Traditional karate, uh, anything in a white gi. Mm. (laughs) And uh, I'm just making that up, but... uh, uh, modern depends on what you mean uh, modern karate I would probably put in the competition side not necessarily of course we call Itosu the uh, the father of modern karate mm. because it was under his direction that uh, karate was modernized into a different beast from what it had been uh, both purposefully and uh, just through uh, accident of history uh, you know the, the loss of the 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 physicality of the education of the samurai class that was preparing in a certain way, the body to be able to do the martial arts, Mm. uh, you know, well, on just riding your horse, you know, walking, you know, walking with a sword in your, in your, your belt, things like this, uh, will make you imagine, not they'll make you understand your body in a different way than people who drive to work and have a Colt 45 at their hip.
1: Yeah. Well, I suppose they'll create their own kata, but...
0: uh, Yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, and uh, traditional karate, I'd say that the majority of the, what's done or for what I've seen done in Okinawa, I would uh, say that, yes, that has a a tradition of at least a hundred years right uh, goju and its prototypes goju was uh 1930 hey in a decade goju will be 100 years old yep and then what was there before that that formed the tradition of goju right uh, i would classify that as traditional karate uh even if it's not what i see as classical karate yep.
1: yeah
2: yeah
0: so, so i
1: mean if, if we're talking about classical karate and yeah uh, Mitsumura, um, yeah. is his his uh, philosophies, principles, uh, uh, ideas, are they are they almost dead and buried?
0: I think that uh, to a certain extent, the Itosu guys have retained some of them, uh, especially Kinjo-sensei with the footwork aspect and speed, 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 speed. Yeah. Uh, because Bushi Matsumura was known to have said that the warrior respects what he called divine speed. Yep. And uh, divine speed in Japanese martial arts means uh, fast enough to meet uh, the timing that they call Setsuna, Mm. which is a Buddhist term for a very, very, very short period of time. And some guy, some math wizard figured it out that the Buddhist unit of time known as the Setsuna is equal to 175th of a second
1: okay that's fast
0: <laughs> yeah that's pretty quick yeah and uh, you don't get that way by doing sanchin in heavy armor
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's true
0: uh, yeah but then again sanchin wasn't designed for that it was di- designed to not be knocked on your on your rear end in battle when you're wearing heavy armor by rooting and tensing up for that split second so that you can evade the guys throw like the modern judo guys do. Yep. Yeah. Or the sambo guys are the wrestlers. Uh, but, uh, and there is one school that claims direct lineage to Masumura. That's the Shodindu of Soken Ohan.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: I'm not sure if all of their kata are directly from Masumura. Like, I don't see Masumura as actually having done a white crane form. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or or uh, you know some of these other other things that are usually attributed to other schools like Chinto and uh, and all of that jazz uh, but they do have some interesting things uh, they are also big on speed mm. their pasai opens up with a front cross instead of a rear cross on the foot yes. so your left foot steps in front of your right foot instead of I've, behind it
1: there, there was a there was a branch in, um, in Queensland. I don't, know, don't think they're yeah. here anymore, but yeah, I, yeah. I, did,
0: see the, I did see that. And uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna go out into outer space here for a second, but uh, we know the, the uh, interpreta- interpretation of the, the cross step in Passai from Kinjo-sensei is mm. whack him and then you throw him. Yeah. Right, you throw him behind you. If you're a bodyguard for the king, are you going to throw your opponent towards your king? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But if you are doing your, okay, you go and bang, you grab the guy by his throat or his beard or whatever, and you grab his top knot and you turn him over, as you step your left foot in front of your right foot, you're effectively building a wall between him and your king and his head's facing that way. Yep. So that it, it does make technical sense that, having a front cross instead of a a rear cross for that particular movement in that particular context makes sense.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, we're getting another tangent here, but, uh, yeah, is there, is there too much? Bunkai. And I hate that. I hate using that term, but this, everybody knows that term. Is there, is there too many interpretations of the one of one movement? Um, my father and I had a discussion about this as well, and yeah and, and the same idea about the amount of cutter i mean ha, yeah. how can anybody realistically remember forty forty cutter for example yeah. over right. a, over a thirty year period forty fifty year period if you're trying to remember what you did thirty years ago i can't remember what I did last yeah. week yeah. when I'm teaching the cutter yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the same ideas with the the applications of bunkai or oil whatever you want to, however you want to classify it. There's only one way to, you know, somebody punches your face. You know, there might be a couple of ways depending on what they're doing. Yeah. But it can't be 50, uh, 55
0: applications for a downward block. Oh, 75. uh, 75, yeah. Sorry. Um, The author of that book and I have the same birthday, by the way. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, not year, but uh, month and day. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I would say that if we are going to be looking at karate from the cultural standpoint and the idea of kata in the Japanese culture, you don't interpret or you don't have 75 interpretations of the tea ceremony, you have one, because that's the kata, and that's what it is. Now, that doesn't mean that like little things don't change here and there, like in a... I'll even go out on a limb in saying that changing from a closed fist to an open hand isn't even changing the kata, because the kata resides in how the the body itself is moved in the combative context, uh, not what's happening out here at the at the fingertips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in that regard, I would imagine that uh, if you are a swordsman or you have sword training. And we know that Japanese sword kata is always two-person kata. There's no such thing as a solo kata, except in the iaido. But even then, they have the two-person version of it that you do with wooden swords uh, so that you get the the combative thing. And then you use your live blade for your your solo kata. But uh, anyway, if that is your cultural reference of a kata, and you are revamping a kung fu form to fit your particular needs as an Okinawan who has this job description. Mm. Uh, I, I'm going to go out on let limb and say that you had a very specific application in mind for that entire kata. Because that's just what kata is in the Japanese sense. Now, that doesn't mean that Say we're, we're we're I'm being attacked, or I, I have to stop a guy using the first move naihanchi. I reach out, ban, grab his throat, stop him in his tracks, grab around behind his head. I try to pull him into the elbow, but he resists, so I have to punch him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not changing the kata or the application. That's the the combative context that Funakoshi was talking about in whatever rule he wrote in his 20 rules, where the kata doesn't change. But the uh, context, the context of the the combative situation may change, so that you're using the same principles of movement. Like, to me, the 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 beginning of an elbow strike and the beginning of a punch are the same. Mm. You either keep your elbow bent or you extend your your fist out. Right. Uh, I'm talking about the just the initial, the initial oomph that get that that starts the engine of of the movement. Uh, and so, bang, bang! He resists, so I couldn't pull him that, So I had to punch him. Yep. So that kind of uh, thing we can call the oyo. But the function of the the kata, in this case, uh, if we're going to take this interpretation as as correct for the time being, the guy moves forward, bam! Slam him in the throat, stop him in his tracks. Works every time, yep. unless you miss, right? Then you cup his head and you pull him into your move. The principles of pulling the guy into your move don't change if you're hitting with a fist or the elbow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So to me, that's not changing the bunkai or the or the thing. It's just you had to you had to extend the hand out rather than keeping it bent. Yep. Does that make any sense?
2: Yeah, totally. So,
0: but saying uh, okay, uh, my okay down block against. a a front kick from the inside down block against a front kick from the outside down block against a midsection punch from the inside from the outside none of those are different Mm. if you're using it as a block right yep uh the and I don't think uh how do I say this without without people pulling out their Japanese dictionaries and saying I'm wrong um yes uki does not mean block but that's the context in which it is often used in karate yeah. And other martial arts. But not blocking as in you know the static Jodan uke, but 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 jamming the punch like you see the boxers do. Yeah. Right. Same thing being. Okay. Uh uh and in Japanese that would be called an uke, even in boxing. Yeah. So uh I'm I'm not a fan of the uke doesn't mean block. Interpretation even though it, it literally doesn't, but that's the context in what it is, which it is often used. Now that same movement was it originally meant to be used in a defensive capability. Your cat. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not Gogan. That's the other guy. Uh got um, two cats. When you when you say that
1: one of one of my uh Nidan um, members, his uh, yeah. he's got a uh, chicken called yeah. Chuki Motobu. Ah, cool. Yeah, so, when I, yeah. Her, your cat, I thought, fantastic. Yeah. Well, I wanted to call my son Chukki. Who? <clears throat> my son, I wanted to call him we'll call Ch- your son what? Chukki. in okay. Toki Motobu. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, my wife, obviously, wouldn't, you know, let. No, him. yeah. I said, okay, well, well, we have a dog let me let me call the dog that, and she yep. she still said no no <laughs> anyway.
0: can't can't win for losing huh uh but uh the the movement that does this or that does this or that does this that the only question that remains is was that originally meant to be used in the defensive capacity or is it something else yeah and the only thing we can do in that that thing is uh, come up with the reinterpretation that makes sense based on whatever field of study we're looking at. If we're looking at at uh, modern interpersonal self-defense, uh, then things like uh, you know the arm lock from below uh, or whatever uh, would make sense in some in some respects. If we're looking at it from uh, the the point of view of the the bujutsu, the martial arts aspect mm. of Bushi Masumura and, and guys before him uh, along that particular uh, line, uh, I would imagine that they weren't concerned with locking a guy's joint. Because right. uh, I, if if the guy, if, if you've got a joint lock on somebody and he's still standing, you haven't done anything. Mm. He can sacrifice that limb and still use his the other three limbs and gravity to drive into you yep so if you're gonna lock a guy's joint you want to either break it in half or make sure the guy's flat on the ground when you're done with it not like like keep like keeping up here yeah and, and saying that hurts doesn't it yeah because it only hurts right <laughs> He's not tapping it, out. It only hurts, yeah. And he's not tapping out because he's got us he's got a dagger in his other hand that yeah. he was gonna use to kill your king, and he's gonna be using that on you. Which is another thing, uh getting into its technical things, uh if we're looking at the kata from the martial arts point of view and not the self-defense point of view, a grab to your wrist or your lapel or your hair or your neck or your elbow or whatever is usually going to be followed very shortly, if not at the same time as a knife to your, your ribs mm-hmm. or a short sword or whatever. Right. Yeah. The grab to your top, not from behind. He's not going to stand there. Let you do your jujitsu on him. He's already got his short sword across your throat. Yeah. Right. Uh, the same thing with a, a, a pugilistic or a, a, a striking type of attack at the outside of the kata. Uh, How do they put it? Uh, One sword guy said that their kata always starts from the moment that the guy's sword is already here. Mm. And that's the intensity at which you have to train your kata. Because that's what you're going to be facing if you get a sucker punch with a samurai sword. Or if you get a sucker punch on the street down in Queensland. Yeah. You're not going to see it coming until it's already on your face, right?
1: Actually, in uh, your so in
0: the, the the
1: yeah in your Itosu book, you were um you I think Kinjo was talking about um the sequence of the cutter, you know, and yeah you know I think it's neat san yeah and and how it sort of evolved into you know number two was down block number three is punch number four yeah instead of that idea of the sword being on your throat and being yeah and having that intensity yeah uh, and we and maybe we've we've lost that intensity when we're practicing our kata
0: yeah uh i i think that the doing kata to cadence is probably a modern thing of course because you got 50 kids and you got your teacher up on the podium in front of them so like each knee some right they're doing the kata uh but i think that that particular version of karate wasn't, as we know, being trained to that particular end.
2: Yeah, that purpose.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think that kata always has been, always should, always was, always will be a solo endeavor. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I, I, my current understanding is that kata should not have breaks in the flow. Yep. Once you start bing bing me all the way to the end, you don't stop and and pose for the judges, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I see I see that that move in by Yep. As, as you've got the guy by the top and bottom of his head,
2: mm.
0: and you're dropping your front foot you're removing your front foot from the ground and you're falling as you're turning your hands over so you're using gravity and his weight on his neck to yep. throw him yeah i that that's just my personal idea on that but uh yeah uh oh. that's not a very nice thing to do in kumite
1: <laughs> depends on your opponent I've yeah, those
0: guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh the yeah the the intensity of the first the intensity of the initial contact yeah. in the kata. Yeah, I think I think that we could learn a lot from watching the katori do you guys do their sword kata. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, so. It, it that, just
0: just in terms of intensity and 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 the ideas behind how a kata works in the Japanese martial traditions.
1: In that, um, it, the I mean, we've gone off so, so many tangents, but the. Yeah. <laughs> The self-defense versus the combat. I mean, if yeah. you look at, if you look at a lot of kata uh, applications, bunkai, it's when somebody has already grabbed you, seized you, yeah. instead of the principles of of looking and striking first.
0: Um, yeah, uh, I think that uh, getting back to the intensity side, I think that the uh, the original intent of the, the kata training was to already be in that position of being killed. Mm. I basically are being sucker punched. Yep. Yep. You don't see it coming, and 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 you have to go. Oh crap. Yep. Uh, who's that guy? Uh, the spear sp- spear system. Tony Blauer. Flinch response.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you just look him up. His whole system is based on based on and you're gonna love this yeah the beginning of kusanku yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's all and it's all 90 degree angles and and everything because that's who you're strongest and and that's what all of all of the moves in the kata yeah you know uh, are showing i think the the structural soundness of what the move is based on what you're supposed to be doing with that move originally but we yeah. don't know what that is anymore I wonder, so what we're his, stuck with, yeah.
1: I wonder what his retention rate is, though, because there's only, you could only teach that for a certain amount of time before you start creating other movements for grabbing this way. And yeah. and then all of a sudden, we've got 15 Cutter.
0: Well, all, all, I, all I know of him is that he does uh, seminars for law enforcement and uh, military-type things, and they just need a quick bing, bing, bong. Yeah. and then yeah. then it's then it's all about training the flinch response forward instead of backwards.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we, so I don't
0: think that he has a like a, a dojo where he has like you know his yeah. fifth dance student and all of that.
2: Yeah,
0: I yeah. think it was it, he he did what he did what I think Japanese culture was always very good at whittling things down to their very essence. Yep, and getting rid of everything extraneous so that you can just focus on the essence yeah
1: yeah um but uh but i mean that's, that's the evolution of yeah. karate but the evolution yeah. of you know the filling uh filling your class with sanbon kumite for example yeah and the one two three four five yeah well,
0: uh you know uh patrick mccarthy put it this way once he uh, said, if you look at a Chinese painting, a classical Chinese painting, you got the mountain here, you got the river here, you got the village here, you got everything. Like, everything's filled in. And it's very busy and intricate. You look at a classical Japanese painting. Three lines with your brush on a white piece of paper. Yes. Right. Uh, and to me, I think the the ideal of karate in that respect is the minimalist approach so uh you know to use you know how to get the maximum effect out of the minimum input not not training input but the minimum amount of movement to get the maximum effect and i think that that is one of the things other than the the combative application side of kata that kata is designed to do i will take We'll take a kata like, I don't know, Itosu's Basai Dai.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How many different movements are there actually in that kata? Not a whole lot, right?
1: Yeah. It's repetition.
0: Uh, and, yeah, you know, Nidan, for example. I mean, that's repetition on both sides of the body, up and down, bing, bing, bong. And I think that who put it, somebody put it to me once that it's like, a hurdle eraser. The guy who does a hundred meter hurdle hurdle jumps, four hundred meter, whatever it is, right? The length between the hurdles, no matter where you go in the world, is gonna be the same. The height of the hurdles is always gonna be the same. And you know that. That's why you're able to run as fast as you can down that thing. Now you want to mess somebody up. You make a hurdle like three centimeters taller
2: mm.
0: or move it, you know, five centimeters closer than the the standard and you're going to mess them up. And they said the minimalist uh, nature of the karate kata in one respect could be to help you build those brain synapses for the speed at which you need your combat to be. If you're talking about, you know, down, down a dirty, bloody, nasty, you know, combat uh, and so you know Pinyan Nidan is I think the perfect exercise for, for as a speed drill mm. or even Taikyoku right Taikyoku Yep. do it as a speed drill no stops no stops do as fast as you can right and then do it faster and do it faster because you don't have to think about the moves anymore once you okay. once you've got the kata so it's like the hurdle racer he doesn't have to think about the hurdles his job now is to Run as fast as he can along that race, and that, that might be one of the the benefits. Other than, of course, the combative application aspect of kata, and and using it as a solo representation of same uh, could be in as a speed drill type of thing. Because you don't have to think about it after you after you've done pion knee down for you know fifty times in a row, you you got it. No um, just do it. Yeah.
1: M- matani Sensei always talks about um the, he teaches Kumite based on Pinaniran. Yeah. Um just that, that go forward and that repetition yep. again and again yep. and again.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Bing and bong. Bing and bong. Um bing bing, bing bong. Bing <clears throat> sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh, Mate, just wanted to wrap it up with uh, any upcoming... I I spoke to you earlier about some upcoming projects that you've got. uh, You must have a lot.
0: I've got uh, four on the burners now. And they're all on low heat, so nothing's boiling yet. Uh, One is because 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 I... Yeah, know, I'm not traveling three hours a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, one thing is, I had so much do- fun doing this, and I found so much stuff that was just there that nobody had. You know, people had seen it, and you know, Andreas Quest already had all of it as well. But uh, like the old newspaper articles, I want to take my my little book I did on Nahate. And redo it as a tribute to Higaon Nakandio in the lines of this. Mm-hmm. If I can find a period newspaper articles articles about Higaon Nakandio.
2: Mm.
0: No, like articles published just after his death and things like that. Or when he first opened his dojo. If if the articles are out there, I'll find them. Uh if not uh you know that so that's just kind of a uh, a dream that I have to to flesh that out. Uh, well,
1: I, I think uh what um, what makes the Itosu book fantastic is the the articles at the end. Uh yeah. but The the last third of the book. Um, yes. Yeah. Is, is just very entertaining and gives you a, a real snapshot and idea of, of of the times and uh, yeah. the char- the characters of you know humanizing Itosu and the Zator and um, yeah
0: and you know oh those it, guys yeah
1: yeah less of, less of a uh, cult. You know, like, or, or yeah, yeah, like a movie star, and more
0: as an average person. Yeah, an average person of his times. Of his times, of yep. course. Yeah. That that that's just what they did. Yeah.
1: And and, the, and that, as you wrote in that book, you know, you, you've got to understand this is the cultural. This is what happened in the in these times.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we can't can't put on our uh, puritanical blinders. Yep that and and the self-righteousness of 2020 i think it was 2018 when this came out with anyway, 2019 or whatever uh yeah we can't you know, and that's that's not fair to that's not a fair way to judge these characters yep. is right so uh so that's one uh, another one i did a little booklet uh, a few years ago that i called satsuma bushido Yep, and uh, it's got the is the the iroha poem of uh the basically the founder of the shimazu clan right for lack of a better word uh i found that there is a ryukyu iroha poem that was written by a guy named nago uekata and his chinese style name was Tei Soku. Okay. You might recognize him as the guy that Nagamine quotes in Essence of Okinawa Karate Do. This is, no matter your your skill in academic endeavors and martial arts, what really matters is how you present yourself in daily life. Mm-hmm. That guy. Yep. That that particular uh, thing is part of his Idoha poem. So I want to do a little booklet on that. There's nothing in there about uh, martial arts, and I'll put that in there. That that particular poem doesn't say anything about the martial arts it was a misinterpretation of the kanji te in there okay but uh the original uh the original uh uh thing is it taste Gakumon. and te Gakumon is written with the, the kanji for hand yep the kanji for ink like you use for calligraphy the the hand name Yep, that, yep that, that kanji. The yep. kanji for ink, like you use for calligraphy, Chinese calligraphy. And then the, kan, the two kanji that mean like academic studies, Gakumon. And uh, I will put details into that book if it ever comes out. Uh, that Tesumi Gakumon is actually an Okinawan compound word that literally means academic studies. Mm-hmm. and i'll throw like resources at it like you know classical dukeman poems using the the same words and you know dukeman folk music using the same word in their their lyrics and none of them are talking about karate Mis, <laughs> mis- misinterpretation of the kanji te. how well do you reckon that'll be received the, if know, i would imagine that they're going to say yeah that's what we've been saying all along it doesn't mean karate <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, uh, because they, you know, they, tsukimi gakumu is it's a it's a classical word used in poetry and ukiyo and music, to represent you know academic studies. Mm. Uh, just because it has the kanji for te in it doesn't make it automatically related to martial arts. Yeah. So I want to do that, and then nineteen thirty three karate Kenpo. Yep.
2: Yep. 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 Five hundred
0: and fifty page book with. Even in the blown-up edition that I have, like the enlarged edition, the kanji are still so small you need a, a microscope to read them. So that's going to take forever and a day. And then yeah. uh, I want to republish a my very first translation with an updated translation and, and extra stuff uh, by a mentor of mine who has passed away, a uh, guy named Matsuo-sensei, Motoburyu. Guy, uh, well, originally Motobujiu a uh, studio. Then he learned from Uehara Sensei, but uh, anyway, they parted ways and all of that. But that's beside the point. I want to redo that and then put all the proceeds to his widow and his dojo. So that's very nice. That's probably the one that I'm going to keep uh, putting on the high priority list.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, and um, where, where can you find? Where, where can we
0: find all of your books? Is it Lulu? Uh, Lulu dot or some of them, the paperback editions uh, of a couple of the books you can find on Amazon.
1: Amazon. Uh, uh,
0: search for Joe Swift and then whatever cut out the keyword you're looking for. If you just yep. search for Joe Swift, you'll get a, a British gardener. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because he's, he's got a lot of books about gardening. <laughs> yeah. Because he's the average Joe. He is. Um, Actually, wait, 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 wait. No, no. He's not average. Above average. He's he's outstanding in his field. Outstanding in his field, just like yourself. He's a gardener. He's outstanding in his field. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Sorry, sorry.
1: (laughs) That's great.
0: Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah. And if anybody finds themselves in Tokyo, shoot me a message on Facebook. And... If we don't get to train, at least I can uh, help you harden your liver with awamori.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that, that was one of the things I was actually looking. Uh, I was looking more forward to um, yeah. with you than being in the Olympics, to be honest. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't know how many days I would have gone to the Olympics. Uh, uh, but uh, are
0: your tickets going to be good for next year?
1: I haven't even checked, mate. To be honest,
0: but I'll, I think they I think they will be if you've already got them. Yeah, um, but, uh,
1: but I've already cleared but, it with my wife, so I'm definitely coming to Japan again next year.
0: Yeah. So um, – Cool. Hopefully and, won't, we, won't, we won't have COVID-21. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> could, be, could be 20. Yeah. Just a, a roll Yeah, it up. Could be
0: just a holdover, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and last question, mate. Yeah. What's the secret of karate?
0: Hard work and passion.
1: Fair enough hard work and passion
0: yeah. beautiful
1: um so guys yeah if you if you want to catch up with uh, joe you, you can uh, find him on on the facebook yep. um or um look i highly recommend his his books um and it, for us uh the guys who's in training with, with us definitely the torsi book we we call it the our bible of of uh, of our karate so yep. um but yeah, thanks again, Joe. We'll yeah. we'll have to catch up yeah. again, because Thank you. there's so many more things yeah. to talk about.
0: I know we have a lot of tangents that we could still go on or yeah. expand on other ones. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, and um, yeah, we might even catch up next week. All
0: right, cool. All uh, right. I'll give my best to your father. I will, yeah, uh, because you. Uh, you we were uh, close on the internet many years ago when he was still active uh, on the karate uh, message yeah. boards.
1: So yeah. The uh, the short journal I think he he created and if it wasn't for yeah. yourself we would would never have met uh, Matani Sensei and followed followed uh, that uh, yeah. that yeah. path so um, yeah. thanks very much Joe and cool. uh, I'll oh thank you there. yeah All cool. right. have a good night thanks mate thanks see you soon.